Pretty woman walking down the street. Pretty woman. That's a tune. Can we just appreciate the tunage? Such a good song. It's been on my playlist for years. <laughs> I genuinely love that song so much. You walked down the street to this? Um, Mostly sat on the bus. Okay. Pretty woman yeah. sitting on the bus. Um, have the same ring, but you know. Anyway, this is Make It A Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie. Katie, how are you? I'm good. I'm fine. Um, I'm just on my last stretch of college and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, feeling good. Just getting ready for my hectic summer. And um, how are you? I am good. Doing well. Surviving. Oh, so happy for you. Trying to, anyway. <laughs> aren't we all just trying to survive, aren't yeah. we? Mm, yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. But uh, we're going to just get into this. So uh, we're recording this 26th of April. 23rd mm-hmm. of April was a Sunday. It was also the two-year anniversary of Mega Podcast. The first Ooh. episode came out 23rd of April, 2021. Wow. Two years ago. Two years. Still going. <laughs> Strong, I would say. Clink. I don't have a drink. I forgot. I would have thought of that. I know. I only thought of about seven o'clock and I ran out of the shop and got myself a little bottle of seven up and I made a lovely strawberry gin lemonade because I think that's my summer drink this year. Well, I want to taste that. It's so good. It's so, so good. But uh, I'll I'll make it for you one day. I'll just bring it over to your house in my car. But try no. No, definitely. We'll have a big boozy session. <laughs> I'm so okay with that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not in your car in a, in a house for Furby. Somewhere no, in no, no, no. Yes. Um, legally, everybody. Don't worry. I will never drink and drive. Um, yeah, I can't believe it's been two years. You know, there's like a statistic that like podcasts don't make it past like 18 episodes or something. Yeah. So like we're in like if you apparently if you make it past the 18 episodes, you're in the 1% of podcasts. So we're in the 1%, baby. <laughs> we're well into the 1% because we're on 80 something. I know, I know. But that's just so funny. Like, Yeah. No, I know someone who started the podcast. Their podcast isn't going anymore. But, you know, whatever. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> not, not shady, but like just, you know, maybe yours was shady, was it? Yeah, no, because I asked them to come on. They didn't. <laughs> they gave me the oh. scene. <laughs> yeah, well, no. Now, glad they didn't come on. Huh. <laughs> no, mine was my friend's, and she was just like, "Nah, I'm sick of it." I was like, "Okay, friend." <laughs> it's not for everybody. Like, it's a commitment. It is. We commit. We've committed two years to this, and okay, there's falters with weeks we can't do it because life gets in the way. But we just we get back on the horse. I did almost quit. <laughs> yeah. That did happen, but I'm still here. I just, thank God, I decided to keep going. Me too. I, I, we, I think we've all had our falters of just like fuck this, but then you know, yeah. Well, then that happens. Fun. So uh, we did this segment last year, so I thought it'd be fun to kind of carry it over into this year. So this is the, um, we did this on our Peaky Blinders episode last year. We did. So I thought it'd be fun to carry it over into this year. So these are questions that I posed last year. We're gonna take them now into this year. We'll see. If our answers have changed, I don't remember the answers from last year. <laughs> Neither do I. I probably should have looked that up and saw. I, I know. I, I should. I no. That was in my head, but then it just left. Well, I'll look at it this week and then I'll compare. Oh, we'll do. Yeah, we'll do a little. Yeah, next week or something. 
Yeah, we'll we'll do a comparison then. Mm-hmm. So, first question: uh, mm-hmm. What was the best episode to record? Okay, so I picked the Thanksgiving episode mm-hmm. uh, episode because the first one we done. Um, because I love that we tried something new and included all our faves and some not so faves and it was really fun. Mm-hmm. What did you choose? So I would probably say I didn't even <laughs> prepare my answers. This is really bad. Um, I'd probably say you know what? I'm gonna go with Shameless UK versus US because it was the first versus one we did. The only verse one we did it was feel like we should do more of these because it was kind of fun to do. Yeah, that was deadly. That was a fun episode actually. Mm. Uh, what was the worst episode to record? Right, I wrote down the fourth one because it was our fourth one, but and we hadn't a clue. But also because we had major, and I wrote that in capitals, <laughs> major technical difficulties. So we uh, recorded the fourth episode so much so we left it a week. You we were like, "We'll do this again." <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say that was like the. I don't. We didn't. I've never had a bad episode to record, like as in. That I didn't enjoy, so I'm gonna just say that that was my worst episode to record. What about you? You've never had a bad episode to record. What do you mean? <laughs> because my answer for this is a star is born because you were falling asleep. Was I? Yeah. No, he wasn't. What? Really stranded. I was like Katie. <laughs> I was trying to oh, like. God. I know it was like she was just leave me on the island alone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> She got in the lifeboat and was like, yeah, no, fuck you. <laughs> I, was, I was probably going through it. it was probably... I, think you were, I think you were working at Electric Picnic and that was the first one back from Electric Picnic. Okay, fair. And I was probably just like, good night and God bless. Sorry about that, anyway. Lady Gaga is shaking. I still, I still had fun, like. <laughs> I just I was falling asleep. Sorry about that. <laughs> so what, what's your favourite episode to listen to? I really, and I think I might have said this last year, but I still stand by it. The Little Mix episode. Yeah. I genuinely still think it was our best one. And I think we just done the girls justice and I really enjoyed it. So. What's uh, your... So I'd probably say uh, our Scream episode. I think I said this last year as well. Yeah. I really enjoyed doing that. Yeah. And it's funny though, because I'm not even like, I wouldn't be a huge Little Mix fan, but I still really enjoy listening to that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was a really good one. I think so, too. Okay. Uh, which episode... Uh, no, sorry. What, sorry, I skipped one. What, what's your least favourite episode to listen to? Did I already ask that? Yeah, no, you to record. Oh, wait. No, least favourite to record, I asked. Least favourite to listen to. Oh, um... Oh, I forgot to answer that one. Um, I don't have a least favourite to listen to. I don't think I do either. Not to listen to, like, do you know what I mean? I think I I enjoy listening to them all. Yeah. So, um, probably, probably the first one. Cause that's yeah, the, really- I would say the first two, because they were rough. Yeah, because of course they are. They are first two episodes. <laughs> They're not rough. You're doing something and you're weird. <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> weird. <laughs> okay, uh, which episode did you go into knowing nothing but came out with a new perspective? I could have said a few for this, but I, the one of them that I wrote down was um, Olivia Rodrigo. Sarah, yeah. 
Yeah, sour. Because I wasn't, I just wasn't like, I didn't really know a lot about her, but I learned a lot and I um respected her more as an artist after. Mm. So that gave me a new perspective. What about you? Uh, I'd probably go with Come and Get It, the one we did last week with Lucas. Because yeah. I knew nothing about it. And then I came out being like, this is actually a really great record, Lucas. Kind of I, mean, I, I, I thought that's why you follow him on TikTok. He will introduce you to things you are your memory will be unlocked. Yeah, I did. I looked at it last week and I was oh I did. I went down a rabbit hole and just scrolling and I was like, maybe I should just stop stalking this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lucas, if you're listening. <laughs> okay. And then I wanted to like them, but I didn't want to like spam like, so yeah. I was like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny. If you could go back and re-record an episode, which one would you re-record? Pentatonics purely because we got trolled after. That was going to be my one as well. <laughs> I'm just not okay, and I'm petty, and I'd love to re-record and be like, "Now, <laughs> you so- say something to me now." <laughs> I'm still fuming over that. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> That was I did not expect that. What? No, me neither. The backlash. I was like, you guys are sick. Well, like compared to the J Lo episode, I thought we were gonna get ridiculed for J Lo. I thought J Lo's fans were gonna be trolled. Everyone was like, I'm gonna listen to it right now, and I was like, oh, thanks so much. (laughs) And then Pentatonix was like, um, you didn't even. I'm like, shut up. I grew up. (laughs) I didn't listen to them. We grew up with them. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. Scott Hoying's voice is born into my brain forever. <laughs> Get away from my human. I really it makes me so annoyed. Oh my god. Okay. So um next one. If you could delete one episode from existence, what would it be? I said cats because it was a terrible movie and I can't believe we had to watch it and talk for it for like an hour and a half and it's time <laughs> I'll never get back. <laughs> like songs of innocence for the same reason. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. That's it was between those two for me as well. I'm not even lying. Okay. Uh, what is a quote from Make It a Podcast that you remember? <laughs> so, this one was on our Elf episode, mm-hmm. and it was at the start. And you asked me how I was. This is like it's like a conversation. Um. Me, I saw the most horrific scene in town yesterday. I witnessed the murder. Evan, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I witnessed the murder of a pigeon by a seagull. Evan, oh, <laughs> shit. yeah, because I had sent it on Snapchat. I think, Katie, I was traumatized. I had it by the neck. Um, I had it by the neck. Seagulls are going to take over the world someday. It's me came and helped it. I listened to it and I forgot about that that whole thing and I couldn't stop laughing it's my favourite it was just the it's me came and helped it wretches (laughs) 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 I forgot about that I completely forgot about until I was doing my research and trying to see like what my favorite one. It was just me. 
I witnessed a murder yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so concerned. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? And then, and then you remember the other <laughs> oh, there was more dialogue in between the quotes, but I just cut out the unnecessary stuff and left the funny bits. Okay. What's your favorite quote? Okay, well, <laughs> it's from our Pentasonics episode. So it was um, Casey Musgraves looks like a Mikado. And then you you were like, What's that? And then <laughs> it's like, I tried to explain, and then you interrupted me being like, Did you just call that a Mikado? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> And then <laughs> it's Mikado. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so every time I see Mikado biscuits in this shop, <laughs> I think of you every time I see one. We had them in work, and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what was the funniest moment of making a podcast? It ties in really well with your last answer. <laughs> He said for me it was the Mikado incident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just it was so funny. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. I was like, Are you messing with me? I didn't know if you were saying it wrong on purpose. <laughs> you should have been like, Yeah, I was. I just I never told me. That would have been a smart thing to do. I know I wouldn't do it either. I can't lie. I'm like, yeah. And well oh, what was your nice moment? Okay, so it's from the end of our Heather's episode when I was doing What's Poppin', talking about High School Musical, the musical, the series. And I said, she's doing this on purpose and accused you of gaslighting me. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) She wasn't. (laughs) Oh, stop. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, What is one topic you are dying to cover? Westlife. Okay, I, I should have suspected that with you. Yeah, I love Westlife, <laughs> oh, but I, I'm not ready to cover them yet. Yeah, it needs to be right. Yes, it does. One topic I'm dying to cover. <laughs> what do I like? <laughs> <laughs> How many things? I was literally um, about to say. What? I was literally about to say, like, so many things. So many things. Um... One topic I'm dying to cover. I'd probably say Lady Gaga, but again, needs to be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to. I need to have my stuff intact for that. Mm. Okay, I know what you said last year for this one. What is one topic you never want to cover? Rita Ora, please don't make me. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> what did I say last year? You said Rita Ora as well. Oh. <laughs> <It's a change. laughs> I just think I'd I'd get bullied by her. The horror fans are really strong. Are they? I don't... Yeah, I don't... they they proper came for Jodie on Twitter before. Oh, I think I remember Jodie telling me. <laughs> yeah, I think she was traumatized. It's like me after looking at the seagull killing the pigeon. I was like, she was traumatized. Mm-hmm. I'll bring that up to her later. Actually, she'll have a laugh. Um, what do you never ever want to cover? Chris Brown. Yeah, fair. Because his fans. Like just the amount of fans I saw going to his concert, I was like, please, no. Yeah. Also, if, if you obtain, if you absorb any Rihanna media and you went to that concert, give me your name. Oh, I thought you meant me. I was like, what did no, I do? No, no. <laughs> I know you'd never go to a Chris Brown concert. No, no. I don't have it in me. 
So that was a fun little segment. We'll see what happens next year. Um, <laughs> and uh, now it is on to pop news. Love it. Um, so uh, Jesse Nelson is back. Would you believe it? So Jesse Nelson has made a comeback with her new single, Bad Thing, after a long time away from the spotlight. Jessie was asked in an interview if she has spoken to Little Mix since leaving since in December 2020 and said she hasn't spoken to them in two years but wished the girls the best of luck on their solo journeys. So after many media outlets use this, headli- use this as a headline, Jessie took to her Instagram to speak out against this. Taking to her Instagram stories, uh, she said she doesn't usually add fuel to the fire but when she woke up she felt she had to clarify some things. The singer said uh, she understands people's curiosity about her situation with Little Mix Girls, considering she was a member of the band for 10 years. She she said, I feel like women just get pitted against each other 24-7 in the music industry, and I hate it. I think it's disgusting, it's frustrating when you're going in there to talk about something that's close to your heart, but it's all taken out of context. Uh, Jessie became very emotional and explained that she create, created a video that means a lot to her, and she wanted to raise awareness on domestic violence. She said, I don't think it's something that's spoken about enough. And that's what the interview was supposed to be about. She said, um, she said, when she called these media outlets, we got told that the we got told that the music news didn't get enough clicks. And she wanted to and they wanted to make it about the girls. Yeah. I mean, I understand where she's coming from. I do. But um, just I don't know. I still can't really back her like. I can't either. This is the thing. When she was going on about everyone saying that on Twitter, you're saying about pitting women against each other, yet you let Nicki Minaj go off on your former bandmate on an Instagram live. Yeah, and you weren't being like, here, look, just stop, like, women women with women. Like, you were just yeah. like, ha, okay, go off, Nicki. Because it was Nicki Minaj, like, do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. But then... Just everything. I just, I just can't get on board with Jessie anymore. She's just showing her true colors too much, and I know she's doing stuff that's important, and she's trying to get out a good message and all. But like, I just, I can't stand with her. Like, even, even if I do believe in what she's talking about, I mm-hmm. still can't stand with the message coming from her. I can't either. She's just too much. She just didn't listen for a long time, and now she's expecting us to get on board. I just, can't. yeah. No, and like, look, maybe she has grown up, and maybe she's realised and all this crap. Until she releases a full on apology and she's like shows that she's changing, I can't really stand with her. Yeah, no. Anyway, we're gonna move on. So, um, we've talked about the Harry Potter TV series a few times now, and have shared our disdain towards this. Mm-hmm. However, it looks like another teen franchise is getting the TV treatment. Twilight is getting the TV treatment with the story being ad- adapted into a TV series. But the real question is, Team Edward or Team Jacob? Um, I've never actually watched or read Twilight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, it's kind of like the Star Wars thing. Yeah, you know, my well, Star yeah Wars. I never jumped on the Star Wars bandwagon either. Yeah, you're the same as me with that. And now it's too late and you're not doing it. That was me with Twilight. Um, but I was team team Jacob because like Taylor I knew who God. Taylor was. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I wasn't dumb. I was a child, but I wasn't dumb. Yeah, mm-hmm. now never. I think I watched like 
bits of of it like but I've never actually sat down watched just start to finish definitely haven't seen any of the sequels and stuff we mm-hmm. don't need it as a tv show I haven't even watched the films yeah it existed when it did yeah you just it's I think it's well I mean Harry Potter is sacred Twilight is sacred to some people some although, although it's shit uh <laughs> Twilight is a weird one. Um, because it's not as sacred as Harry Potter. Yeah. You can't put them in the same vein because they're not. Um, although let's be real, Twilight as a whole is probably way less problematic. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, you don't need another TV show about something that we've already consumed in a different form. Mm. Give me a new TV show with a new concept. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, 100% agree. Do you think uh, your man's going to be in it? What's his name? Who, Robert? Yeah. It's the glittery one. No. Well, like, it's it's going to be a new story, so it'd be weird if they appear in it. Like, well, I was going to be, like, as a dad or something, you know, like a cameo or an uncle or something. Well, you got to think about it. Like, Rob is in the Batman Kristen was nominated for an Oscar for Spencer. Taylor does, he does a lot of conventions and stuff and whatever. He doesn't really do much. Taylor Lautner's a fool. <laughs> Sorry. Last thing I saw him was like Scream Queens and that was like six years ago. He married a woman called Taylor so they could both be called Taylor Lautner. I think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> I hate that. Get your own identity. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that. Yeah, no, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> this I... is why we shouldn't have straight couples because <laughs> straight couples with unisex names. <laughs> no, but like you know, like I'm just saying, they're the only ones that do something like that. It's dumb. Yeah, it's like the like name. It. It's like when you when someone does like a Christmas card with matching sweaters. Yeah, but they have matching names and matching sweaters. Yeah, it's t- yeah. Okay, now I hate it. <laughs> it's tacky, like <laughs> it's like oh no, I Can I you couldn't. Say I tacky with the name. <laughs> what? Can you say tacky if it's their name? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, I can't. Okay. I'll get in trouble if I say my real thoughts. So right. Okay. Saying. We'll move on. We will move on. So final headline. Um. So Full House launched the careers of many of its actors, but most notably the Olsen twins. They were mm-hmm. launched into superstardom, but not everyone was pleased with them on set. John Stamos revealed to Josh Peck on the Good Guys podcast that he tried to get the twins fired at eleven months old. He recalled a story when filming the pilot where both twins screamed in the scene where they were being sprayed with a hose. John said he couldn't deal with it and said it wasn't going to work, which led to the twins being fired and replaced with two redheaded twins. However, after John found an issue with those twins, he told the creator to bring the Olsons back and that's what he did. Right. I listened to this podcast and I can't remember this being in <laughs> Did you listen? Yeah, I... Li- I... I show you right now. I subscribe to Good Guys on Apple Podcasts. I'm obsessed, and I will. I'll tell you, they got me with Hillary. Hillary Duff was on it. Oh yeah, well, I saw the snippet on TikTok. Because Josh is 
um co-star with Hillary. Yeah. Um, and he got her on the podcast. But yeah, I like I listen to this. I love well. I don't know if that's problematic to say, but I do. I love John Stamos. I don't think that's problematic to say. Well, I mean, he tried to get two twins fired at 11 months old, and maybe it is. <laughs> well, babies maybe are really fucking now. annoying. <laughs> I, I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love them. Like, I listen, I listen to them for a good while now, and I've gone back in their episodes and stuff. But, um, John, leave them alone. They're 11 months old. You have kids. <laughs> I don't know if he did at the time, but he has them now. I know. But just think, imagine if he... <laughs> just think about how much bigger they are than him. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, now, yeah. trying to get them fired at 11 months old. Oh, uh, they're billionaires now. <laughs> I know, literally, and he's still holding on to anything he can get. Mm. <laughs> don't know if that's a bit mean to say, but I said it anyway and I'm not taking it back. Uh, no, but I think that's fair. But you know what? You know what? We'll move on. I'm going to let you introduce this week's topic. Okay. Everyone, have you ever been in a shop and the assistant looks like, look at you like you'll never be able to buy any of this and treat you bad, but then you use Edward Lewis credit card and you buy yourself the most bomb clothes and go back into that shop and treat yourself? Um... You treat yourself and go back to that shop and she is shook. And then you smirk and leave. No, me neither. But it has happened to Vivian Ward. And if you haven't guessed already, yes, that's right. We're talking about the one and only Pretty Woman. So, Evan, what is your history with Pretty Woman? My history of Pretty Woman. It was one of those always on the TV movies as a kid. And yeah. I would see like bits of it. Obviously didn't know what was going on. Oh. Uh, <laughs> when I was like a kid, obviously. And it then, yeah, just kind of always on new of it. I think I watched it fully when I was about 15. Mm. In, yeah, I think I watched it fully when I was 15. And I thought it was incredible when I first watched it. Um, and I've yeah. seen it a good few times since. So, yeah, that's my history of Pretty Woman. What's your history with Pretty Woman? I think I brought this up on the Aaron Brockford episode, but I'm going to bring it up again. So when I was growing up, we had like a box set full of uh, Julia Roberts Mm-hmm. best movies and I had Pretty Woman, Aaron Brockovich uh, all of it, Notting Hill mm-hmm. Four Weddings and Funeral, all of it everything was in it but um, all stuff like that and my mom is obsessed with Julia Roberts, like she loves her and she loves films so I grew up like watching it with my mom mm-hmm. and like I remember I was having to like rewind the videotape and stuff because it was VCR and yeah, and I just watch it so like the film burned into my brain at this point. But obviously, as you said, I didn't know what was going on until I was yeah. older. <laughs> and then I think I'd kind of just flitted in and out and watched bits of it when I was on the TV if my mom was watching it. But then I think I fully watched it maybe a year or two ago with Kevin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, I'll give you my thoughts about that later. But I just I love it. I think it's brilliant. So that's my history. So we're going to recap the film Pretty Woman, directed by Gary Marshall. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. So uh, Philip is throwing a party and everyone is talking about Edward. So he's on the phone and he's breaking up with his girlfriend. Edward runs into Susan and we learn that they had a relationship. And Edward leaves the party, but Philip tries to stop him. Edward drives off in Philip's car. This is when Vivian wakes up to get to work. She sees the landlord and hops out a window. There's police everywhere on Hollywood Boulevard and Vivian tries to escape. Uh, Vivian heads to a bar to talk to Kit. 
Carlos tells Vivian that Kit owes 200 more dollars. Edward is driving around uh, to get to Beverly Hills. Vivian and the girls are working Hollywood Boulevard. Vivian and Kit uh, talk about her wig as Edward pulls up. Kit sends her on her way and Vivian pursues Edward. He tells her he needs directions and she, she says she will give him directions for $5. She gets in the car and tells him where to go. She tells him her name. They talk cars and banter with one, one another. They switch and Vivian decides to drive. Edward asks him about her rates, calls her stiff, and she tries to see if if he's stiff. They pull up to Beverly Hills. They talk and she goes to leave. He asks her to accompany her into her hotel and she agrees. He covers her up as they walk into the fancy hotel. They wait outside the lift and she acts trashy on purpose. They get in the lift, head to the penthouse and his keycard won't work. They get into the penthouse and talk some more. She asks for payment. He pays her and she sits on the desk. She pulls down condoms and tries to and tries to get to it. He wants to talk some more and she entertains the idea. She tries to seduce him when the champagne and strawberries arrive. The waiter arrives and Vivian gets offended by the way he looks at her. Vivian asks Edward about his wife or girlfriend. He explains where his ex-wife and girlfriend are. Vivian wants to move it along and asks, and he asks how, her how much for the entire night. She's in the bathroom and he thinks she's hiding drugs and she's actually hiding dental floss. She flosses and then they watch TV. He moves closer to her and she starts touching his leg. She strips down to her underwear and undresses him. He takes a shower and when he comes out, he sees her wig there. She's asleep and he leaves her alone. Edward and Philip talk on the phone about business and Vivian walks out. Vivian eats breakfast everywhere but the table. She sits at the table and they talk about his million dollar deal. She asks more about his business while fixing his tie. Philip thinks he should bring a date to the dinner and he sees Vivian in the bath. She's still she's singing in the bath and he offers her a business proposition. He wants her to spend a week with her. He wants to spend a week with her and he'll pay her three thousand dollars. She's she agrees. He tells her she needs new elegant clothes. So he leaves and she jumps on the bed. She calls Kit and tells her she's gonna leave money for Kit to pick up at the hotel reception. So she leaves the money at reception and, and heads out to Rodeo Drive. She strolls around Rodeo Drive and pops into a store to the dismay of the staff. The staff judge her and tell her she doesn't belong in the store. She heads back to the hotel and she gets interrogated by the hotel manager. He walks her to the office and she tells him he she's Edward's niece. She tells him he she needs to buy a dress but no one will help her. So Barney calls for women's clothing to help her out. Edward is in a meeting and they talk about the deal. Philip asks her about the girl and he doesn't allude to her. So Vivian is shopping and meets Bridget. Vivian gets a dress and wants to show Bernie. She thanks him and heads to the room. Edward calls and tells her to meet her in the lobby. Edward calls her to tell her again to not pick up the phone. Vivian tells Bernie she has a problem and he teaches her table etiquette. He meets her in the bar and she's in a black dress. So Vivian and Edward sit down to dinner with his colleagues. Vivian's food slips out of her hand as the men talk business. The dinner goes bad and uh, Mr. Morse leaves. On the balcony, Vivian and Edward talk about dinner and he tells her they are more alike than they thought. Vivian is watching TV and calls reception wondering where Edward is. She goes downstairs and finds him playing the piano. He starts undressing her on top of the piano. The next morning, he wakes her up and gives her his credit card to go shopping. So he takes her shopping and she gets options. She got a whole new look and visits the snooty store to shove their face in it. She arrives back at the hotel with all her new stuff. Edward starts stacking glasses after a meeting and talks about how the company doesn't build, uh, but it doesn't build, it makes money. 
Philip tells him to take the deal and call the bank. So back in the hotel, she's waiting for him and they take a bath. He tells her about his life. The next day, they're at a polo game and she asks two ladies and she talks to two ladies and tells him she's using Edward for sex. Philip and Vivian meet and he tells Edward uh, Senator Adams is there. The stomping of the divots are underway. Vivian says hello to David Morse. Philip asks Edward about uh, what Vivian does for work and he works around the answer. Edward caves and tells Philip that she's a hooker. Philip flirts with Vivian after learning of her secret. Vivian and Edward arrive back at the hotel and argue. She tells him he made her feel cheaper than ever. She grabs her stuff. She wants her money so she can leave. He throws the money on the bed, but she doesn't grab it and leaves anyway. As she is about to get the lift down, he apologizes. She decides to stay and tells him not to hurt her again. They lie in bed and talk about their lives some more. At work the next day, uh, Edward is about to leave. He tells Philip he has a date and Philip makes a remark about Vivian's sex work. Vivian is ready and wearing red. He shows her a necklace and playfully closes the box. They're about to leave and Vivian asks where they're going. They get in a limo and board a plane to San Francisco. They arrive at the opera and take their seats. Edward tells her people's reactions at the opera are strong. As the show goes on, she starts to cry. Uh, They get back to the hotel and play chess. The next day, Edward is meant to be at work, but he spends the day with Vivian. Later that night, Edward is asleep and Vivian kisses him awake. They have sex and cuddle. Uh, The next day, they have breakfast and he mentioned it's their last night together. He's going back to New York and he wants to see her again. Vivian asks him how it's going to be and how and he says he's going to get her off the streets. She tells him the experience is unlike no other. Philip calls and tells Edward the deal is underway. Edward says he'll never treat he'll never treat her like a prostitute. He leaves and she says he just did. Kit is at the front desk waiting for Vivian and she torments two guests. They go outside and talk and Kit asks uh, when Ed- Edward is going to leave. Uh, Vivian tells him she'll never see Edward again and Kit realises that Vivian is in love with Edward. Kit compares Vivian to Cinderella. At the meeting, Edward kicks everyone out uh, to talk to Mr. Morris and Edward tells them uh, that no one should be should take over his company. He wants to help. They invite the other men back in and Edward leaves the deal in Philip's hands. Mr. Morris and Edward are going into business together. Philip shows up looking for Edward and Vivian opens the door. Philip pours him a scotch and Vivian is uncomfortable. Philip is placing blame on Vivian for Edward, giving up on millions of dollars. Philip forces himself on her and Edward shows up. Philip calls her a whore and Edward punches him and kicks him out. So Edward is icing Vivian's head. Vivian is still going to leave and and she says she wants more. She wants the fairy tale. He tells her his special gift is impossible relationships. They sit together and he gives her his business card. She grabs her stuff and is about to leave and he wants her to stay the night. She says she can't and leaves. Vivian is in reception and about to say goodbye to Bernie. He organises a lift for her and she leaves. She's in the limo and heads home. That night, Edward stares out over the balcony. He is about to leave New York. She is back at her apartment with Kit and she wants to finish school. Vivian is about to leave and gives Kit the money and, and tells her she has potential. Edward is checking out and uh, Daryl is going to be driving. Edward tells Bernie to give the necklace to Vivian. Bernie tells Edward that Daryl drove Vivian home. Edward buys flowers as Kit talks to her roommate. Vivian hears a beep and sees Edward pull up to the limo. He shows up He shows up with roses, climbs the fire escape and kisses her. And that is the end of Pretty Woman. So let's get into a discussion. I 
love this film. I adore this movie. I I just genuinely think it's like such an important like piece of cinema. Like I feel like for its time, it was like mm-hmm. it was like groundbreaking. I want to say I don't know. Yeah, obviously I wasn't alive, but like. I just feel like everyone was just like, I can't believe they're making a film like this, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose when you get, when you, you compare it to where we are with sex work now, like, yeah. and just how we view it, like back then it was, you know, seen as like, you know, these mm. women were, you know, harlots. That's who it was seen anyway. But then now it's like we have things like OnlyFans and, you know, all these different things. Yeah, it was really taboo. But I like the way they handled it in it. Like, do you know the way Kit was like, the, like we should get a pimp and then um Vivian was like, No, we say who, when and how much. Yeah. Um and I liked that because it was like show it, it didn't show them in like yeah, okay, obviously it painted them in a bit of a bad light because they're not gonna be promoting the lifestyle, but they they showed that like Vivian was like different to the rest. Yeah, she was in charge of her own body. Exactly, which is what we're promoting nowadays with OnlyFans and, like, you know, the women are in charge of their own income and who sees what and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I do like that. I feel like it was ahead of its time in that aspect. Yeah. Um, But I love it. Like, obviously, the whole movie's great. The whole movie's fantastic. I it's love iconic. it. I'm watching start to finish. Two hours doesn't bother me. You know, that's a big deal for me. Mm. I give it something two hours. I'm like, I'm not watching it. You've gotten Even, a lot better, I will say. Thank you. I've, I'm trying real hard. Um, <laughs> but like <laughs> even before I have gotten better at watching stuff, like watching something for two hours would have sent me in tailspin. But anytime this has come on, like I can sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in most recent years, but uh, even though the whole film's fantastic, my favorite bit is the hotel bit at the start. When... The whole night, like when she comes back and then oh, the next yeah. day, that bit is just my favorite. No matter what, like it always just it nearly makes me cry. Like I love it, and then obviously we all love the iconic scene. But I'll get into that bit a bit later. <laughs> but like this movie's so quotable. It is. It's so quotable, and I wrote down a few of them. Um, but I just I love it so much, and I love Julia Roberts, and I'm just obsessed. Oh, who doesn't love Julia Roberts? Yeah, I know everyone loves Julia Roberts. <laughs> everyone loves Julia Roberts. I'm sorry, get off! Like she's just fantastic. But yeah, I love um the force quote that I love. I love a lot of them, and especially mm. at the start where I said like she was like. No, we don't need them. And Kit was like, "Yeah, like you said, our our body, our rules, blah blah blah." But then, um, they goes when she goes, "I've got a mean floor picnic here. You sure you don't want to drink?" And she's just lying on the floor watching TV, like, <laughs> and it just it warms my heart so much. And I think it's because like my favorite film growing up was Corley Sue. Yeah, and it it reminds me of Corley Sue, but like in a different light. Mm. and I just I'm obsessed and then um, yeah when they were talking and all and then when she was singing in the bath um, it kills me every time it reminds me 
of that Chandler meme with the record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're trying to have the headphones on, he's hugging the record. That's what the bat scene reminds me of, but in, like, female form. <laughs> and then um, the other quote of when she's, like, eating the croissant and she's, like, chomping it and she's, like, your folks must be real proud, huh? And she's, like, wolfing the croissant into her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I would have, oh, this kills me. I love it so much. It's just so funny. Um, I would have stayed for 2000 and then there's a pause and he was like, I would have paid for. So she's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and then my, one of my favorite quotes from this movie is this, this is all at the hotel. Like, I just love these scenes. But mm. she was like, you want to veg out? And he was like, veg out. And she was like, yeah, lay like broccoli. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> She's like, lay like broccoli, do nothing. And I was just like, oh, I love it. And then um, my favorite, like favorite quote from this movie is when she walks back into that shop and she says, hi, do you remember me? Oh, yeah. Like, no. And she was like, I was in here yesterday and you wouldn't serve me. You work on commission, right? And right. the girl was like, oh, and she goes, you work on commission, right? And she goes, yep. And she goes, big mistake. Big mistake. Huge. Excuse me, I have to go shopping now and walk. <laughs> yes, kiss. I love it. All the bags that's and I just, oh, I love it. Everyone deserves, and obviously that's called like the pretty woman moment. Everyone, yeah. I feel like, has had a little bit of a pretty woman moment mm-hmm. in some sense, but that's just like the pretty woman moment that, like, it's just perfect, and I it love is. it. It is. And I also love the montage of when he brings her shopping and the guy, oh, what's that actor's name? There's so many actors in this that I And you're like, like, who is that? Yeah. I'm like, I know his face or I know her face. But um, in the receptionist who's also in the Princess Diaries. Um, no, I'm thinking about Bernie, the receptionist. Or the hotel. No. The, fo- the fella in the- Mr. Hollister, Larry Miller. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And then he's going up to um, Edward and Edward was like, yeah, we're go- I'm going to be sending an obscene amount of money in here. So, like, you better, like, give us the best treatment. And then he's going over to talking to Mr. Edward. Oh, you're a really powerful man and you're good looking. He's like, not me, whore. <laughs> better be good. Better yeah. be good. <laughs> no, I- I'm upset. I just love it. I just think it's so good. And obviously, like, it's not the perfect movie, like, you know, mm. and there is stuff, but like, I just, as a whole, it's just such a heartwarming film in my eyes. Yeah. You know, there are a number of different actresses who almost played Vivian. Would you believe it? Who's so, there? Here are just some of the names. Uh, so, Sandra Bullock. Oh, okay. You can see it. Glad it didn't happen. Meg Ryan. That was a reaction. I just, I just wasn't expecting you to say that. Meg Ryan. <laughs> no, Sandra Bullock. You can see it. Glad it didn't happen. Meg Ryan. It's like okay, it was just. Like, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like I can see her playing Vivian, but I'm glad it was Julia Roberts. It's just the way you said it. I know. I guess. I thought you were laughing at me saying Meg Ryan. I was like, what's ridiculous about Meg Ryan doing this? No, you were just like 
can see it. Glad it didn't happen. Meg Ryan. And <laughs> he just moves on like lightning. I'm going to listen back to this. So, Sandra Bullock, Meg Ryan. Madonna was another one. Oh. No. I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> Kristen Davis, oh. who was who Charlotte in Sex and the City. Oh, no. She's too, she's no. She too wouldn't. nicey, nicey. Sarah Jessica Parker, another one. No, I'm glad she didn't get it as well. And then Drew Barrymore. Again, she's too nice. Yeah, I think Julia Roberts was, like, perfect for this. Mm. Yeah, people still dress like her for Halloween, like, in this movie, with the, like, the blonde wig and, like, the the dress. Yeah. Oh, another one of my favourite quotes is when she came down for breakfast the next morning, came down, came in for breakfast the next morning, and she had her wig off, and she goes red and pointed at her hair, and he just went, better. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. It is. It's really cute. Like, and it's like, I have to say now, Richard Gere is very good in this film. Yeah, he is. I think they're both incredible. Like, and mm. I don't think it would have been the same without either of them. And I don't think it would have been as popular as it was without the two of them. Because obviously, yeah. this was Julia Roberts, like, hot spot. She was like 22 ish when, when and she was fairly new. People didn't really know her before this. She was fairly new, but she. She was getting there though because she was yeah. in um, what's it called, Magnolia? Something. Yeah, Magnolias. Yeah, Magnolias. That's what it was. Um, and so I think she done really well in that. So people were getting to know her then because that was eighty eight, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, this came out in the nineties. Then nineteen ninety. So I'd say she got this role just after Steel Magnolias. Mm. But um. She's just incredible, like, and I'm glad. I'm glad she played it. I could see Sandra Bullock in it. That's what I was saying. Like, I can see it, but I'm glad it went to Julia Roberts. Oh, me too. Me yeah. Too. It just that's one of them things that was just meant to happen. Yeah. So, but I feel like I don't know, but I feel like this film gave a lot of people their break, and I don't know if I'm correct in saying that, but even like. Like, Hank Azaria is in it, and he was in Sex and the City. Yeah, I have something here. Hank Azaria is also the voice of Mo in The Simpsons. Is he? I didn't actually know that. So, I, it's absolutely pretty. Pretty Woman was the first film Hank Azaria actually had lines in. He later went on to play Phoebe signed his boyfriend, David, in France. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gas because Julia Roberts obviously became so, so, so big. Yeah. But, um, She was also in France. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't know she was a cameo. She wasn't, but you know. Yeah. And also, your man, the landlord at the start, am I right in believing he's... Um... Oh, that's uh, Mr. Heckles. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's Mr. Heckles. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that and I just had a little giggle. But yeah, there's so many, so many faces that I recognised in it this time that I didn't even recognise the last time I watched it. Same, yeah. Yeah, it's very good though. Oh, I just, I just, I really am obsessed. I really, I can't. Yeah. So, uh, for five years ago, I was in LA. Yes. Um, and I did one of those like bus tours, like the map of the stars on tours. They took us around Beverly Hills and all these things. So, I have a bunch of pictures. I put them on Instagram. All the different locations from. Oh, damn. So, the window she crawls through. It's just yeah. right. It's just a random apartment window. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was like, see this window, and we were like. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Julia Roberts crawled out of this and pretty woman. We were like, what? We need to take a picture of it right now. That's incredible. And Rodeo Drive, I was on outside the hotel. Um, and then the store, which was vacant at the time. Um, oh, no. So I don't know if that was a real store, but it was just a vacant property when I saw it about five years ago. I'd say someone took it over now. But yeah, I'll put all those up on um on the socials. Do you is I would consider this a rom com, would you? Yeah. 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 Why is there a different judgment online? No, there was a different way it was gonna go, but I uh, I just want to talk about the because they don't make rom coms like this anymore. Mm-mm. They don't, because the last one I saw was the Your Place or Mine with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. Oh, I very bad. Don't think I've watched that now. Don't bother. The rom com has kind of died a death, and everyone's been like, "We need to bring it back." It needs to be like you know, Pretty Woman or when Harry met Sally. I'm like, you're not going to recapture that. Like you can try. No, and then all eyes are on this new Sydney Sweeney one that's kind of gotten a bit of heat at the moment. Just it's just because of how she is with her co star or whatever. But like, um, people yeah. are like the rom com has kind of died a death. It needs to be res- uh, resurrected. It does. I agree. Like, rom-com is probably one of my favourite film mm-hmm. genres. Like, genuinely. I love them. But, like, you can't do rom-com the way 90s to two- early 2000s did it. Yeah. I think even after, like, 2004, mm-hmm. they just kind of declined. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I don't know about Sydney Sweeney. You know, what do they think she's going to be next Julia Roberts? So they're, they're pegging her. Right. So she's in this new rom-com that's coming out next year with, uh, I forget this guy's name. He's in Top Gun Maverick and he's in Scream Queens. I wouldn't know. He's real like all American. Lad. Anyway, like it, there's this whole kind of scandal now that like there is this that day where like there there was more going on behind the scenes with them and his girlfriend unfollowed Sydney Sweeney on Instagram. Oh, Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. I knew it was Glenn something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's this whole kind of scandal now revolving that. And then I saw uh, reviews by Robin, someone I follow, someone I follow, another like film influencer. Yeah. She like um, she was like, "Oh, the rom com's gonna come back." I was like, "Because of a scandal? That's not how this works." No, it won't come back now because of this. People probably even boycott it a little bit, to be honest. But, like, yeah, you're saying, I think, and then I don't think Sydney Sweeney has what. She doesn't seem like she can lead a rom com, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she was good when I didn't watch a lot of Euphoria, but, like, she was good in Euphoria as that cast type, but her cast type was like. It wasn't a lead. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to give it a go. Like maybe she, maybe, maybe she just wasn't given the chance in anything she's ever been in. Yeah, that's true. As like, well as she's only been in Euphoria and White Lotus that I know of. Yeah, and I think she done like some bits and grays and stuff when she was little, but she's only twenty five. Like, mm-hmm. like as I'm saying, only twenty five. But I mean, like as in in actor years. So yeah, you know, but um. Yeah, I'm looking up. What am I looking up now? I just looked up. Oh, yeah. Your Place or Mine. Yeah, I haven't watched that. That came out in 2023. Mm. It's the one you were talking about. I was just seeing what year it came out in. Um, But, yeah, you just can't, like... I love, like, genuinely, I think I could do a whole episode just on rom-coms. Yeah. 
they're so good. Like, and even people that are like, well, I'm, I'm like, they're not bad, right? Mm-hmm. Some of our best cinema has come from rom coms, and I don't care. Yeah, what you say, um, mm-hmm. like you know, she's the man. Actually, do you know what one I did watch, and I liked it, but, but I don't know if you'd like it. But I, I did actually like it. Now, it wasn't the kind of rom-com we're talking about, but Blended with Adam Sandler. No, I really like that. I really liked that, but I, I don't know if I... Like, it is a rom-com, but, like, I'd kind of call it more of a family film. That's what I was going to... Yeah, I'd more put that in a family film with, like, a romantic storyline, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but I did like it. If you're putting it into the rom-com kind of genre... Yeah. I did enjoy it, but like even it's just the people, it's the people that made rom coms. Actually, apparently, the new Ticket to Paradise is very good. Okay. Who does it have in it? Ticket to Paradise. It's Julia Roberts. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, with George Clooney. Yeah, I haven't watched it now, to be honest. I saw the trailer for it and they gave the whole movie away in the trailer. <laughs> I actually haven't watched the trailer. But well, at least if you haven't watched the trailer, then I think you might be surprised. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> but, um... I was going to say, I wish she would do more of these kind of roles, which I guess she is now, but... Yeah, yeah, and it's nice that she's doing it, like... Now, I'm not saying this in a bad way. She's only, like, 55 or something, but, like, as she's older... Yeah. But I'm saying that in the sense of that she's... She hasn't, like, she hasn't... T- thought that like oh I'm older now like I can't really do that role she's like give it to me but what I was trying to say there sorry was I feel like personally Julia Roberts um, Sandra Bullock and Jennifer Aniston are what made rom-coms I agree and Drew, Drew as well yeah yeah so those that little kind of you know, actually, Catherine Heigl was quite good too. I'll give that to her. Can I throw Reese in there? Reese Witherspoon? What rom com was she in? Poor Christmas. <laughs> no, you can't throw her in there. She's a brilliant <laughs> actress, but she's not. This means war. <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> I was going to name one to Reese Witherspoon projects. No, Reese is amazing and she has paved the way, but I wouldn't particularly give it to her for a rom-com <laughs> okay can we <laughs> for Christmas. I don't know why that's the first one I said Sweet yeah Home I know Alabama was the better one yeah Sweet Home Alabama I'd kind of give it to you for but I'm not I'm not giving it to you for bleeding for Christmas no, no. <laughs> what about this means for now that was shite <laughs> I don't even think I've seen okay well, this film initially, it wasn't going to be very rom or com. So it was initially created as a dark drama about prostitution in L.A. and Vivian was going to be addicted to drugs. Her staying off cocaine for a week would have been part of the deal and the film would have ended with Edward throwing Vivian out of the car, Vivian getting on the bus to Disneyland with the money she's earned. Huh. No. Yeah, No. I'm glad it didn't take that turn. Was that a different director? Because that doesn't sound very Gary Marshall. No, it sounds just a bit like... Yeah, no. I just don't... That doesn't sit with me like... Yeah. It would have been very 90s, though. 
It would have been very 90s, again, but, it, it, like, I'm just thinking about who directed it. Gary Marisol. He also directed The Princess Diaries. Oh, yeah, fair. So, like, you, I, I was like, I can't see the person who directed The Princess Diaries directing this, even though they came out later. Although people have different sides. I suppose. Uh, well, I, my favorite scene is probably the where she goes back and kind of rubs it in the sales lady's face. But another one is the uh, necklace scene, mm. and she does that that laugh <laughs> like it's her genuine laugh, and it's so funny. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say on Pretty Woman? No, I think I um sped run everything in the force a little bit because it was so oh, okay. excited. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, well, I talked about who almost played Vivian. I talked about who almost played Edward, actually. So, uh, nearly went to John Travolta. Mm-mm. No, Sylvester Stallone was then up for it. Okay. Christopher Reeve? I don't know if I know his face. I'd probably, if I gave him a Google. Denzel Washington? No. I could see it. No. And uh, Daniel Day-Lewis? No. I know here. <laughs> that last one would scare me. Although Daniel Day gets very method, so I'm like, how do you? <laughs> yeah, true. Now, oh, Christopher Reeve, like R E E V E. Yeah, I looked him up there. Absolutely not. I'm taking a picture. Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely no way. Hold on, I'm gonna see the Christopher Reeve. Look. Oh my god, no. <laughs> That's what I mean. Oh, he was in the Superman movies. Okay. Oh, no, Mr. Reeves, no. <laughs> no. Um, ah, God bless him. He passed away. Oh, well, now I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, well, do you know what? No, Mr. Reeves, all right, no. He was, he was Superman, okay? He got it. I didn't know he was dead. Well, I didn't know. We didn't know who he was before. Yeah, true. I did, but I didn't know his name. Yeah, fair. Um, no. Richard Gere, at that point in his life, I don't know if I can say if it was his peak. Yeah. But my God. No, yeah, I agree. Beautiful man. Beautiful man. Beautiful. And also... um. Oh, I know we keep talking about it, but Julia Roberts just she's just perfect. She is. She's just perfect. I really like hope that she's like a horrible person deep down. Because <laughs> there has to be something wrong with you. Like you can't be that beautiful and nice and good at acting. Well yeah, well her niece Emma, I mean, <laughs> she might be horrible. Well she just plays mean characters all the time, so yeah, which probably means she's really nice because yeah. I used to get cast typed as mean. <laughs> that was one particular type. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I did it to myself. <laughs> was that Claire that done that to you? I can't remember. It, it was definitely in college and then I think maybe oh. uh, maybe a little bit towards the end of that. No, when I was in the gate, Claire used to be like, you're going to be a bitch. I'm like, great. Um, I used to hate it. She done it to me because I hated it. And if she said, if she met me now, mm. she'd be like, "Oh, you took on your cast type." Really. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna talk about the success of Pretty Pretty Woman. I keep going to say something else. <laughs> I was gonna say Pretty Little Woman. I was like, "What?" <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> so it has a 65% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which means... High in rent. Yeah, but that's too low for this movie. Tomato meter. Yeah, that's wrong, whoever done that. <laughs> okay, well, it, it made $463 million worldwide at the box office against a budget of $14 million. Hmm. So uh, it was nominated for four BAFTAs, four Golden Globes, with a win for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy for Julia Roberts, and one Academy Award nomination for Best Actress for Julia Roberts, won a People's Choice Award for Favourite Motion Picture Comedy, and weirdly enough, won a Kids, Julia Roberts won a Kids Choice Award for this movie. Um, I don't know if that's very suitable. Nickelodeon. <laughs> um, Nickelodeon. Someone messed up there. Yeah. Why? How? How did she get a kid? No, I know. All right, okay. I was watching this film as a child. But, like, I wasn't old enough to vote in the Kids' Choice Awards. Like, do kids vote in that? Yeah, they do. You okay. just go on to the website. You have to be... It's something like you have to be over eight. Oh, yeah, I wasn't. So, I was only small. Okay. I wasn't even born when it was it's out. It's just so funny that it won a Kids' Choice Award for such a sexy sexual movie. Yeah. Oh, Nickelodeon, you did something wrong there. And then, uh, final thing, in 2018, it got the Broadway treatment with Pretty Woman, the musical. Hmm. I would have loved to see that. You know. Actually, sorry, before we move on, I do have two cents to put in. Okay. From Kevin. So, I told him we were doing Pretty Woman. He really likes this film. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, the music, and that's deadly. And I was like, yeah. And then I brought it up again today. And he said, where is he? King of Wishful Thinking is a Whopper song. There's my two cents. So that's my boyfriend's two cents. That song at the start, the very first song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, in his words, King of Wishful Thinking is a Whopper song. So that's Kevin's two cents for everybody. Okay, so uh, now school is in session for this pretty woman, uh, <laughs> Miss Katie. Miss Katie Lou, she's uh, going to answer ten questions all about the movie Pretty Woman. Katie, are you ready? I am ready. So, question one: What is the name of Julia Roberts' character? Vivian Ward. That's correct. Question two: Multiple choice. Mm-hmm. What city did uh, Vivian and Edward go to see the opera in? Was it San Francisco, New York? Los Angeles or Chicago? San Francisco. That's correct. Question three. What colour wig is Vivian wearing at the start of the movie? Blonde Bob. It's a blonde Bob. We have an extra point for Bob, actually. You didn't have that down. Question four. What is the name of Vivian's roommate? Kit. Yes. Question five. Multiple choice. What Prince song is Vivian singing in the bathtub? Is it Purple Rain? Kiss, When Doves Cry, or You Got the Look? Kiss. It is Kiss. Question six. What street do Vivian and Kit work? Sunset Boulevard. Oh, it's Boulevard's right, but it's not Sunset. Ah, oh, damn. I don't know. Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood. Oh, they're on the stars, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, question seven. This is multiple choice because this is a hard one. Okay. What hotel is Edward staying in? Is it 
The Beverly Hills Hotel, The Hilton, Regent Beverly Wilshire, or The Plaza? Regent Beverly Wilshire. That is correct. Question eight. What does Vivian say to the shop staff when she walks in the second time? Do you want the full quote? (laughs) I only have part of it, but you can give me the full quote and I'll give you an extra point. (laughs) Um, Oh, shake up, remember. Do you remember me? No. Oh, I'm the girl. I was in here yesterday and you wouldn't serve me. Um, Do you work on commission? Yes. Well, you made a big mistake. Huge. Excuse me. I have to go shopping. And she walks out. it's one of my favorite quotes ever (laughs) (laughs) and you are correct you get two points for that (laughs) question nine who plays edward uh richard gear yep and question 10 whose car does edward drive when he meets vivian shit um his lawyers you know his name um yeah i can tell you what car it was Okay, I don't think you can tell me that. <laughs> it was a 1990 Lotus Hispira SE. Anyway, um, I'm going to say his name is William. It's Philip. Shit. Okay. Yeah. But that's the only one. You got everyone right but that. And then I, I've lost Kent of any points because he gave me two. <laughs> so nine plus four. No. Nine okay. plus two, no. I gave, okay. you, I gave you an extra point for the blonde bob. Yeah, so that's one extra point. And then I gave you a two. I gave you two points for Don Bob, and then two points for big uh, the quote from the shop. Yeah, so that's that's two extra points, and then I got nine right. So nine, yeah. ten, eleven. Okay, absolutely wonderful. Eleven. Eleven out of ten. There we go. <laughs> First time that's ever Well, to be fair, you were very generous. But well, you did very well. Thank you very much. I, I, when I tell you, it's burned into my brain. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, and I can't believe we never thought of doing it before. Yeah, I know. It's just, I don't know. What's, what's wrong with us sometimes? I we, don't know. But we do a lot of niche things. <laughs> what? We do some very niche things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, before I move on or do anything else, I forgot to say, have you ever seen the dog that looks like Richard Gere? No. Right, so everyone Google it right now. Um, I have the picture to show you. Oh, my sweet Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Just Google dog that looks like Richard Gere and pictures will come up. It is. It's like a toffee and white colored dog. You'll know it when you see it. There's another one that doesn't look like him, but the whole head is toffee and they're the image. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I just had to bring that up. So, right, next up, we're going to put Pretty Woman on our pop scale. We rank it out of five based on how much we like it, and it's based on pop culture. Katie, what do you give Pretty Woman? I'm going to have to give it a five. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm obsessed, and I'd love to be like, it could do better, but it can't. And nothing will ever be the same, and it's just incredible. And I could have probably sat here for another two hours and spoken about it because I'm obsessed with so much in this film but I have to condense it so I'm giving it a five what about you so I'm gonna give it a five as well yeah yeah it's just so good it's so perfect I can't fault it like it's just absolutely amazing and timeless no I agree I really can't fault it I am obsessed Absolutely, 100%. Uh, so next up, we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we are enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? 
Um, I'm actually like loving The Sims 4 again. And there yeah. was a new update a month ago, but I hadn't played it until like a few days ago again because I kind of go in and out of it. But like they have infants now. Mm-hmm. So like when you have a baby, it turns into an infant. Mm-hmm. And you can do so much with it. So I'm obsessed and I've made like two new families in the last like four days. So that's what that's probably other than the podcasts that I listed off last week. Mm-hmm. Um, They are what's popping with me. What's popping with you? So Buffy is still popping with me. Succession is still popping with me. Um, Melanie Martinez's new album Portals. I really, really love that. Uh-huh. Um, let's see what else. My usual podcasts. Nothing really new. Oh, I'm playing uh, a reboot of my Switch for the new Crash Bandicoot game, Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. Wow. Yeah, the last one brought me so much rage, so I thought I would um. <laughs> Why not light the fire again? Yeah, sure. It's been a while. <laughs> you may as well. Where's the Crash Bandicoot movie? We got Sonic. We got Mario. Where's Crash? True. I agree. I'd love to go see that. Mm. That'd be incredible. He'd be a cute little fox. <laughs> he's a ba- Apparently, I only found out he's a Bandicoot last year. <laughs> he is a Bandicoot, but he looks like a fox. Yeah, he looks like a fox. I thought he was a fox for years, and then I found I... out he was a Bandicoot. I don't even think Bandicoots are ginger. I don't, no, they're not. Yeah, so that's why everyone thinks he's a fo- fox. <laughs> he looks like he Swiper would... from Dora. Yeah, he does. He doesn't look like a bandicoot. Like... Yeah. Bandicoots have different noses now. <laughs> he's a marsupial. <laughs> marsupial. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It A Podcast. Uh, you can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts, please do, and a little rating on Spotify if you so wish. And you can download your episodes just in case you didn't know, and that will help bump us up too. And if anybody you know is looking for a new podcast to listen to, send them our way. They can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. So that was our episode on Pretty Woman, and you'll hear from us next week. Bye.